Hi everyone, welcome back to the Pyramid Podcast. Uh, I'm James Prescott, your host. Welcome back. It's uh, it's good to have you all here with us again. Uh, and uh, I am really excited about today's guests because um, they're friends of mine. They're people who've been on the show before. Two of my favourite people, um, really inspiring people. Uh, Trace Bell and Tina Olson. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Let's go. It's so it's so good to be back. Thank you for having us back, James. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Um, like that little dance that you did just then to celebrate being back. That was very cool. <laughs> People can't see that because they're yeah they're doing it right now. See, like um, well, we'll describe right. it verbally. It's just a nice double fist pump in the air. It really gets the blood flowing. Yeah, it's like when you feel like that. Uh, when you feel joy, when you feel like a moment of just uh, excitement and happiness. We just you just got to move it through your body. We've been doing this a lot lately because Trace was inspired by a little couple minute long YouTube clip he came across about celebrate celebrating the big and the small victories. And so we are now just celebrating everything, all the little moments in life. And it, it, there, it does something. Yeah. Yeah. This is, a, this is, a, this is kind of a thing that I started to do. Like I, on, like on social media, I do this a lot when I'm interacting with people like, and I have just little things that, you know, that like if I don't have an ADHD or autism meltdown, it's something I normally would. I'm just like, please applaud, you know, <laughs> like, uh, let's just all celebrate that because that's a that's a big thing. Like <laughs> for me, that's like a big win, you know, um, I take it as an absolute win. Yeah, that line from Avengers. Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a gif of that, which is like the best one of the best gifts around. Um, yeah, absolutely. I love that because like we. Yeah, the more gratitude we have, I think, the more we appreciate life. Yeah? Absolutely. It, it helps us catch all the small things that are worth celebrating every day. We don't have to wait for the really big. So it's changed the way we interact with our work. Because instead of thinking it's only time to celebrate when like a big project or a big milestone is accomplished, then it kind of sucks the joy out of everything in between. And so instead now we're celebrating like every little victory along the way. Absolutely. And, and when you, when you let yourself fully celebrate, you're also teaching your body how to receive because mm -hmm. you're receiving celebration, you're receiving pleasure. Uh, and this is a really kind of huge thing you can do for your body is just to let your body know that it's okay to receive. It's okay to, to receive goodness in this lifetime. A lot of people have, really don't let themselves receive and they don't, their bodies are so closed off. Uh, they don't let themselves receive from life, receive from the universe. And when you just fully celebrate every step, no matter how big it is, you know, the celebration, the size of the celebration doesn't need to equal the size of the step. But when you let yourself just fully celebrate, you're letting your body re receive and let your body know that it's okay to have pleasure and be good in this life. Mm. Mm, I love that. I love that. Um, and yeah, it's been been a while since you're on the show. Um, so, what have you guys been? What have you guys been doing? What what's been uh, going on in your, I guess, in your personal journeys and in your in your work as well? Well, that's a an amazing question. Yeah, where do we where do we start? So, might be easier to start with work first and then personal. Yeah, I'll start with work first. Yeah. Okay. So we, so for the last starting in spring of 2021, we started taking people through this living the spiral course based on spiral dynamics that we had created. And we've talked about that 
before. And um, it got to the point where we had taken groups through as a seven week process and we'd taken 14 groups through. So it got to the point where it was like, okay, that's amazing. And people aren't necessarily wanting to engage as much or only on Zoom anymore as during like the heavy duty parts of the pandemic. Um, We don't know how many more times we want to say the same content (laughs) for people. And a lot of the people who are interested in signing up, like we had kind of like a couple consistent times that we were offering it. And there was a whole list of people who wanted to sign up, but those times just didn't work for them. And so there was this like nudge from the universe of like, oh, it's time to put this thing online and let it be a course that people could access anytime and the content will get dripped to them over over the course of the seven weeks. And what was so interesting about that is that knowing came to us in maybe like May, but it's just now that we actually like had the renewed energy around the content to actually, it's the last few weeks that we've really full on put the project together. And so in the meantime, it actually led us down this whole path of like, well, if we're going to have this course out there, then we need to like put it on a website. And we had Trace's website and my website separately, but like, hey, maybe it's time for us to start something together. And, and, oh, we have this community of people already from who've taken it before. Maybe it's time to turn that into an intentional community. And Um, So all these projects kind of have emerged from this initial living the spiral course. And it's been really, really, really fun. So I'll let Trace tell you guys about what the new company is called and all that good stuff. Yeah. So this this actually one of the reasons that we created this company, uh, Open Aware, is because uh, we were working with organizations. We were taking organizations through this living the spiral process, which was amazing. And just seeing the way that this worked on an organizational level and seeing the way that it really helped them create a better environment and the insights it led to was was really illuminating and fascinating for us. Um, so we created our company, Open Aware. And Open Aware is dedicated to helping individuals and organizations grow in health through uh, conscious exploration and integration. So we created Open Aware to kind of be the house for our projects and uh, to kind of be this hub for an integrated space, a space for people to come and learn how to live a more uh, integrated, holistic life. Uh, So Living the Spiral is going to be on Open Aware, which it's almost done. Um, yeah, by the, the time this is released, it'll definitely be out because we're like putting the finishing touches on. Today. Yeah, yeah. So by the time this podcast is out, Living This Fire will be com- complete. We have our course Head to Heart on there. We have another course on wholeness. Um, we have an open aware community, which you're a part of, James. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a blog. We have a lot of, we have, we're doing a lot of stuff over at Open Aware. But basically, Open Aware is where uh, our Tina, uh, me and Tina's work together. Uh, is where it's kind of housed on. That's the best way to describe it, right? Yeah, it's, it, it feels to, to us like this huge, um, almost like a cosmic swimming pool vortex galaxy. I don't know, this like swirling energy that's called open aware that kind of like gives us ideas and inspiration. And so it's almost like anything can potentially fit under this thing. And it's been a very interesting lesson for us because we're showing up to it and asking it what it wants to be. And I know that's one of Trace's dad, Rob's like big teachings is like when you're creating something, 
is when you ask it what it wants to be. So we've been really staying yeah. true to that and been pretty profoundly um, surprised and grateful at how much creative energy is there willing to share, show itself and share itself with us. Um, and so I think that's a testament to how we've personally opened up our vessels and ourselves this year, how much integration we've done. So that kind of is a bridge to the question about what we've been doing personally. I feel like this year for me has been huge on learning um, boundary, like I call it beautiful boundaries, because I feel like boundaries can be a word that's kind of used as like, how do I keep people out? Or how do I deal with this like negative situation? And it's like, well, what if boundaries are just really beautiful? What if they're the continued expansion of our own ability to communicate what is best for us, what we need in a relationship, what we desire to contribute in a relationship, what we can and can't give? Um, I absolutely love the quote, and I don't know who it's from, but um, that a, the boundary is where I can love you and love me too. And so instead of thinking about it as something that's trying to keep people out or separate myself from a situation. It's like, what if my boundaries are actually so firmly about who I am in the light and what I'm truly meant to do in this lifetime that um, actually communicating them is beneficial to everybody involved. It actually gives other people permission to be more fully themselves in relationships, in their creation, um, in their interactions. And so it feels actually like an invitation to wholeness as opposed to something that's like, I have to stay over here and I have to put a wall around myself because otherwise, you know, the outside world's going to come and get me, which is what I thought boundaries were for a long time in all fairness. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for me, uh, really the thing that has been for this past year has been, um, healing more through my body. Um, so releasing kind of stuck energy and past trauma in my body. I've really learned the connection that um, trauma has to the body and, and stuck emotions and stuck energy and, and emotions are just energy in motion. Uh, but I've really, you know, my mind is growing in all these ways. My consciousness is expanded in all these ways. Uh, my body was still hanging on to some heavier, denser material from the past. So really coming into my body more, living through the body, living in and through the body um, has been a big theme for me this past year. Uh, doing, I, I'm, I'm currently uh, doing this thing called the Bowen Method, where it's this, uh, there's this woman that lives close to our house, has a clinic where uh, she does this, this Bowen Method thing that, that kind of resets the nervous system and helps release uh, trauma from the body. That's been really huge for me. Uh, so that's been, that's been really up for me. And then, uh, this past year has really been a journey of, uh, um, deepening my self love, uh, really, really learning how to love myself on a deeper level. Um, there was a lot of ways in which I was not, uh, loving myself. And I was, I, I was the, the most difficult one for me to love. It was easier for me to love other people and, and love the world, but, uh, it almost felt like myself was the, the hardest to love. So, uh, for me, really learning how to love myself on a deeper level, learning the connection that that has to so many other things. Uh, so when I love myself on a deeper level, I'm able to uh, engage in the world more fully, be my be my fullest self, love others deeper, love the world deeper. 
Um, it's a journey I'm still on, uh, still a lot of, still a lot of ways that, uh, I feel, uh, I can heal and, and, and love myself on a, a deeper level. But, uh, that's been something that's been up for me for sure. So body healing and self-love has been like this past year for me. Mm. It's funny. I resonate with both of you, like the, both, both of the things you talk about have been things for me. Um, like, yeah. Um, learning how to set boundaries to people like, um after suffering from not doing so um so uh and 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 like the 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 thing about that carrying trauma in the body um has been huge for me this year um and for me it's gener- it was generational trauma as much as mm-hmm. my own trauma like um you know i i do internal family systems therapy and which is really just engaging with your body like but your brain and your trauma responses and like i realized there was a whole load of generational trauma that was still up in my right right back here like (laughs) um and coming to terms with that and releasing i had a whole load of grief like you know like three four generations of people who like who'd lost each of them had lost well in total there were like 15 grief experiences you know death and this is death in the family like um my great-grandfather lost five children and his wife um yeah (laughs) including my granddad actually um um who might who himself lost a child uh, and his mother um yeah so you know it was just like and i was dealing with all that and i realized that one of my roles was like one of my purposes in life was to was to kind of be a I know you I know your dad's talked about the village elder a lot like um and I was like I was thinking like I'm a I'm a, I'm a village elder who specializes in grief like <laughs> because I've carried I've carried all this grief and I've done a lot of healing for generations of my families um regarding grief and like I'm broken some cycles and that was a lot of that for this year and I didn't and a lot of that was in my body and I noticed the difference immediately I let go of it which was um so like I'm saying I resonate with both of you it's um it's funny actually there's been a I felt like a weight this year I don't know if you felt this like there's been a bit of a a weight this year that's kind of maybe it's the last two years especially that's all catching up with us but that, that I've had to start to release I mean what's your been what's been your What's been your supernatural kind of spiritual experience this year? It's mm. a good question. Uh, it really feels like my meditation practice has gone to a new level. So I've had some really uh, deep kind of transcendent experiences through meditation. Uh, and then those experiences in meditation have kind of bled over into uh, just normal waking life, uh, you know, just doing normal activities. So uh, definitely uh, it feels like, like some new experiences of just like a new level of kind of peace and calm and, and, and meditation that then has, uh, that has shown up. And, and when I've just been doing other things throughout the day, uh, that's, that's been, for me, that's been the, the, the thing. It's really beautiful. Um, you know, it's interesting you ask this because I think I have two answers. So the first one is, um, we have a, we have a puppy. Well, he's now a teenager, but he's uh, seven and a half months old. And so it's like having a child. And this is my first dog after 
my what I would call like my soul dog passed away four years ago or almost uh, a little longer than that now maybe five and um so a lot of grief came up as I was taking care of a new baby and a lot of fear um around hey I have this this baby puppy that I'm responsible for now but my last experience is losing the dog, you know? And so anyway, by the time my prior dog was a, I called him a super senior towards the end. Um, he was very wise. I was much further into my spiritual practices. And so I felt very intuitively connected to him. I could send him healing at a distance and he would receive it and it would work. It would take him off of his arthritis medication for you know, a time, things like that. And what's been really cool having a new puppy is that this dog's ability to communicate with us came online really young. Like we don't have to wait for him to be a wise senior. He's like started a couple months ago, very clearly telepathically communicating with both Trace and I, and we get the same information from him um when we ask and so it's really cool to watch something that's physically young but because of where trace and i are on our journeys of cleaning out you know the 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 mind chatter and being more trusting of our own intuition and more trusting of uh you know concepts like telepathy that our dog is able to literally just be having conversations with us. And I mean, they're not like, you know, he's not like proposing a he's thesis not, yeah, about he's outer not, space or something. He's not explaining quantum physics <laughs> no. to us, but. Uh, <laughs> but he's telling us what he wants and needs. And, and um, you know, he's letting us know how we can emotionally comfort him. And there's just all these ways in which there's this, really incredible flow between the three of us that's really grounded and just very kind of practical um, that's happening because of our spiritual connection. It's like it's almost made it to to a place where like there is no difference between waking human life and and being spiritually connected. It's like happening at all times. And so that was going to be my other answer to the question. It's interesting because I do think that there are certain, or at least I've been through certain seasons where I have more profound spiritual experiences. And maybe some of those were intentionally created by going off on a retreat or a pilgrimage or, you know what I mean? Like putting myself mm-hmm. in a position to kind of receive those things. Um but a lot of times those things came with times in my life where there were really big things that I needed to surrender to or let go. And, and so those things can kind of go hand in hand. It's like, I remember some of my brightest moments in feeling connected to spirit were, were kind of like that sunshine after the rain kind of thing, where I had just like had to hit rock bottom and, and let, all the grief flow out or let all the, you know, energy be felt. And then all of a sudden 
there's some sort of feeling of a transcendent experience. And it's like, well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I actually allowed myself to like hit Mm. that moment of being completely surrendered. And so what I'm noticing now when I'm in more of a season of building and rebuilding, I had a lot of loss for about a decade. And now it's like, okay, new puppy. Trace and I aren't super new, but I mean, we're only a year and almost two years into our relationship, but that's still new. And uh, I've newly moved back to where I'm originally from. So, you know, our house is new to us again, even though I lived here before, but like there's this, there's this renewal and we started open aware, we're doing new work. And so it's interesting because I feel like the, there's almost like a gift from spirit where when you're in those lowest points where you have to completely surrender, you get the gift of these huge transcendent moments. And then maybe yeah. at times when your day-to-day life is giving plenty of gifts, you're seeing kind of the the spirit and the beauty and everything, then then maybe you don't get as many of those huge gifts of transcendence, but you're also not kind of like having to be on the floor in a heap, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I I really resonate with that kind of whole that when you do when you do a lot of grief work and you unload a lot of grief that somehow that that, that brings you to transcendent experiences. Like that's definitely my experience. Like when I I had a lot of transcendent experiences with my mother when I was doing grief work. Um you know, and I was doing therapy, I was doing spiritual direction, I was doing yoga and stuff as well. I was doing embodiment work, all of the, all kind of at the same time. Like, um, uh, and it's funny actually, I, I noticed the other day that all these things started almost, co- and it's obviously, obviously it's not a coincidence, but it's just, I, did, I just laughed when I realized that all of those things started about the start of the pandemic, um, mm. when just about when we went into lockdown. Is when they when they all started, and so I was able to have more time with these things, like and with myself, and um, reflecting things back up myself, like all of us did. Like and but I was really doing good work as well. Like I wasn't; it wasn't just by accident. And so obviously, I was going to have more of these experiences. Um, yeah, and you know, I haven't had as many transcendent experiences with my mother recently, but like I almost kind of haven't needed to in a sense because I've, I've been, you know, I've had transcendent experiences, but um, I keep having the experiences of my mother's consciousness with my niece, which is really interesting. Like um, she's got the same middle name and every so often I just look at her and, and she's got this old soul. Like, you know, it's, um, and sometimes the little things she does in affection, like, I like this isn't something a four-year-old does. Like, this is different, you know. I just, I've always, I've had that, like, and one of the transcendent experiences I had was when I was interacting with her and I literally felt my mother's consciousness in her body, like, looking at me, like, and because she was looking at me in the way that only my mother would look at me, right? And I couldn't, can't explain it really well, but it was like, the whole posture was like, and she was looking right in my eyes. It was... This is when she was a bit younger as well. Like, so it's, it's, yeah, it's really interesting how all those things happen. But like, yeah, um, yeah, and it's like, and I, I had more 
transcended experiences when I've been doing grief work. Like, because it's almost like you're interacting with consciousnesses which are not in a body. Um, you're interacting with that kind of, that energy, um, you know, that um, that plane, I guess you want to call it. Like, And so it's more open to you and you're more open to it. Um, and that's an, that's an amazing thing. It really is like, um, yeah. Um, like being in a cave with one of my ancestors and doing grief work with him and helping him heal and then letting him go was like, four. that was, you know, somebody I never even met. I don't even know what he looked like. There's no photos of him. Like, um, um, Actually, he had a brother called James, which is really interesting. So mm. it was another James Prescott, like <laughs> um, a few hundred years, couple, like about 100, 150 years ago. Like, um, yeah, so it's, it, yeah, I, 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 none of that surprises me because it's, um, I just love, I love the way that you just are connecting with with your dog, like, on that in that way it's just profound i've always felt like dogs are somehow really intuitive and really in touch with energy you know like um it's yeah it's uncanny so yeah that's pretty incredible <laughs> yeah i'm so glad you mentioned the the talking to our the to a dog because i didn't even think of that when james asked like what were some kind of transcendent experiences that you've had this past year uh, can you tell, because Tina, when I met Tina, Tina really reframed how I think about dogs and think about how they're actually teachers for us in this life. Will you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about like how you view dogs as being kind of vessels of unconditional love and, mm -hmm. and teachers for us? Yeah, I, I mean, I, first of all, I feel like if if a, if a dog comes to us in, in whatever way, we go to a breeder and we buy one, we rescue one from a shelter, we find one on the road, we adopt it from a an elderly neighbor who can't take care of anymore, whatever way it comes to us, this being is unable to speak uh, words as we would, you know, um, we're trying to get ours to speak his bark a little less often, but, <laughs> but words don't come out, you know, um, but they're so in tune and it's almost like, it almost feels like a spiritual law, if you will, that they come to, to bring you something you need. And so, and of course they benefit from the relationship as well, but no matter what their personality quirks are, for example, um, those personality quirks fit perfectly with whatever lesson you need to learn at the time. And I would even go so far to say as that if the lessons fully received, that personality quirk might shift a bit, um, especially if it's something that's, that's like causing a little bit of disharmony. Um, I'll, I'll give you one example. So my prior dog, uh, his name was Oski and he was very energetic, very crazy. Um, and he would bark at the top of his lungs in the car. And I tried to get trainers to help me train it out of him. There was no, he wasn't having it. But the thing is, is that I knew that it was his way of showing enthusiasm. 
And other people are like, oh, he's anxious or this or that. I'm like, no, this dog is excited as all get out to go wherever we're going. Because anywhere that we could possibly go in the car as an adventure, it did not matter if it was the vet office or an amazing hike or the beach or anywhere. It was 100%. He was in for it. And he was stoked. And so by the end of his life, I finally learned if I just rolled down the window and said, out the window... He would stick his head out and bark out the window instead of barking in my ear as I'm driving. And so sometimes like, like there's something quintessential, quintessential to some, someone or a being's essence that we would consider a personality quirk, but is, um, just a part of who they, it's a part of how they're expressing themselves. And it's kind of like a bit about the boundaries thing. It's like, how do we get that thing that clearly Oski wanted to express, but I didn't want to keep listening to it in my ear. How do we find the best possible solution? Oh, out the window, you know, and that whole process of the years and years of me coming to terms with the fact that that's how this dog expressed himself in the car. Um, that was such a teacher of unconditional love for me because it drove me absolutely batty. But I needed to learn how to not take something else's expression and have it turn me batty. Like I, I had to embrace that feeling really kind of like raised by it was my choice. I could see it differently. I could see it as this dog just wants to express himself. And so the funniest thing coming full circle back to maybe that quirk shifts sometimes when you finally get your lesson, um, he never stopped entirely. So he would do it out the window, but we got to a place where he and I were able to drive between California and Chicago which is, I don't know how many kilometers, it's 2,000 miles, so it takes four days. That's an easy thing um, of, you know, wow. long drives and then stopping overnight. So four days worth of driving. We did it five different times together. This dog that would bark incessantly in the car was eventually able to, as I learned my lessons, was eventually able to accompany me across the country five different times. And for short bits of trip time during that trip, he'd bark out the window, but otherwise he was sleeping and he was fine. Um, and so it's just so it's fascinating to me. And, and part of it feels like that all happened once I learned to laugh when he was doing his, his thing instead of being mad and trying to make him different. And so I feel like, and of course, and again, this is no less spiritual than any other thing, but some some of dogs' behaviors are around, I have to train this behavior out of this dog because it's not safe for the dog. It's maybe not safe for other humans or other dogs. Like there's plenty of things about having an animal where you actually have to like, not just go with all the quirks, but say like, yeah, this, this particular thing is a behavior that I need to stop. There's always a positive way to do that. There's always a way that's aligned with spirit to be able to do that. And so I feel like dogs are some of our best teachers because 
They aren't going to get into some sort of a verbal battle with us. They're not going to get into an ego battle with us, but they do have a defined enough sense of self and purpose. And they do hold such a strong vibration of unconditional love that Mm. whatever is happening with your animal, that's causing you to feel whatever you're feeling inside that, that you aren't liking or, um, or causing any sort of behaviors to come out of you that you don't like. It's like those things were in you. I love Wayne Dyer has a quote. Um, when you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out, right? Like you're not surprised when you squeeze an orange that orange juice is what comes out of that orange. So when we're squeezed, what comes out of us? And if, if a dog's doing something, and our first inclination is a high degree of annoyance or anger or um, frustration that was in us all along. This dog basically just had to do the smallest thing <laughs> and that orange juice started to come out of us, right? And so not to get on ourselves because all of it's a gift of grace, all of it's an opportunity for more awareness around what is truly inside of us and how are we able to treat the beings around us, because that's the other thing to, that I find to be so interesting is, you know, dogs aren't going to talk back to you the way that your kids will eventually at whatever age that kids start being able to kind of do that. But if you're, if you're really cruel to the dog, like you're going to see in its body language, you're going to, you're going to have feedback, but it's, probably not unless it gets pretty severe it's probably not going to turn on you for a while and so it's just it's like a teacher that's like unrelentingly patient with you even as you Mm -hmm. your patience (laughs) Mm, yeah that's fascinating i'm reminded of like five or six years ago my dad got a dog for and he couldn't keep it ultimately because of his parkinson's but he had a dog for a couple of months and I was terrified of dogs before that because mm. I, I'd been attacked by a dog when I was very young. Um, and so I li- literally, like, I was terrified of dogs. Um, and this dog, I remember it was around the time I, it must have been around the time I moved house. So actually it's longer than that. It's about 10, it's about 12 years ago. Um, it's when I moved to my last, my last flat. Um, that, um, and yeah, I remember like once, um, I was sitting on a sofa, like in my old place, moving stuff out and dog just ran and put his paws up on my lap and just licked my face. Like, and it was really weird. I just started crying. Like it was like, um, I think I, well, later on in the day I started crying when I realized what it meant. Like, cause I, after that, I wasn't afraid. And it was like, he knew I was afraid and he was trying to just unlock that. It was, it, I remember feeling a shift in energy in my, in myself of like not being afraid anymore. Um, like it, it just kind of, and all it took was some unconditional love. That's all it took literally. Um, like, um, and if that's the only reason my dad had a dog, it may have been the only reason he had a dog ultimately, like, but, um, because that dog went to be with the family and, you know, and was happy and had a happy life. Um, but yeah, um, 
so yeah i mean i, I resonate honestly like because um dogs do have this kind of unconditional love you know when you look in their eyes you can see that they're there's there's depth mm -hmm. you know there really is like um yeah really interesting yeah. pretty magical that there are creatures like dogs and cats that we have such a relationship with that we live mm. with them in our houses like if we think about it on an inter interspecies level it's just kind of fascinating yeah it is really fascinating that there's these certain breeds of animals that go so well with humans that have been like such amazing teachers for us it's really a gift and a blessing mm -hmm. mm, it is yeah yeah um and cat yoga yeah, right about cats i've got a friend who I took a cat out of shelter and it was really afraid and it wasn't, it was afraid to interact with humans. It obviously come from a, a home which where it wasn't loved and where it was made, made to be afraid. And then a few weeks, a few months after they got the cat, they posted a photo of themselves holding the cat. And this was a big deal because the cat would never have done that when they first got the cat. And it's because they loved, they loved the cat. They loved, they loved, I don't know if it was a he or a she, but they loved the cat so well that it felt safe to be around them and to be on them and to be with them. And like, that's the difference that when you, you know, when you, when you love these animals, like they respond to it, they, they do, they respond to that energy um, and the body language and everything. And it's amazing. It really is. Uh, I, yeah. I'm always kind of um, blown away by the mystery of like animals and how they communicate and their energy and, because some of them, some of them, some animals, I think dolphins have their own language, I think, that they mm -hmm. talk in. Yeah. Well, like, apparently dolphins, like, with some amount of regularity, save humans and bring humans back to shore or bring humans yep. back to a boat or wherever they can be actually saved. Like, what? That's just crazy. They're really, really intelligent animals. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. They're yeah. fascinating animals to study and look at. Yeah. Yeah, really. I, I, I've always, yeah, and I just, I actually love how we don't know half of this stuff. Like, even <laughs> with all our scientific advancements and stuff, like, you know, we still can't figure this out, you know, and it's, it, I love that. <laughs> um, I kind of love that you can't figure everything out. Like, I was watching, like, this uh, documentary about infinity, like, which I shared with you. Yeah. Um, and part, and I was like, all the time I was watching, I was, I was like, waiting for the moment where they just, couldn't well they just had to admit they didn't understand everything and they couldn't they didn't have an answer to it and they and they couldn't explain it and that it was just a mystery like because and it took a while to get to that place but when they did it was like i was i was just so happy because it was like that's it we don't know everything like there's there's more for us to learn there's more for us to understand and explore and there's mystery and there's like you know and it's yeah and it's infinite of course there's infinite possibilities um which if you see that documentary, you'll understand. Um, it's a, I can't remember what it's called, but it's on Netflix anyway, and it's about infinity. So just go and find it. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, it's um, so much mystery and uh, beauty in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to check out this infinity documentary because I've always, uh, I've always been fascinated by the concept of infinity and what uh, the infinite means. Uh, so this, this sounds like a really great documentary to check out. Yeah, and it will. I think it really will go with a lot of the work that you do as well. It will help 
it like talks to loads of great scientists like you've written great books um i can't remember some of their names carla ravel is in it um, yep. um who's written some great books that i've read um and it is kind of like a spiritual experience um watching it like for me certainly it was like um yeah like i i just my mind kept being blown but my my spirit was kind of expanding at the same time if that makes sense mm-hmm. like because i was applying what i already knew to what they were telling me right and what my experience was to what they were telling me so they were talking about they talk about like that life physical life in the universe is like a season of the universe like um and it's going to end like and there's mm-hmm. nothing we can do about that and i was thinking yeah but what about what about like consciousness and awareness and like life that's not in the physical realm you know like you know like uh, or not in the kind of dimension that we that we live in when we're in physical bodies like what's that going to look like you know because um, the universe is going to go on like um yeah it's, it's an incredible documentary um um and i'd recommend it to everybody it's it's a it's um I can't remember what it's called. I wish I could tell you what it's called. I think it's called a trip to infinity, something like that. Um, and it's yeah, trip to infinity. That's what it's called. And uh, yeah, so like loads of scientists talking about what infinity means and talking about the maths of it and talking about and it just blows your mind. Like, and yeah, it's it's fantastic. My so, favorite part about all that is, as you were saying, like you know, this physical life, like human, like beings being incarnated in this kind of way is like a season it's like so we think yeah exactly that's what i was thinking yeah <laughs> says, other, says other humans or who are in this particular dimension in these particular kind of bodies with these particular brain filters you know like it's just that just yeah. always it helps me hold the whole thing so much more loosely because yeah, yeah. It's interesting when i love hearing trace talk about how inspired he's always been and how curious he's always been about infinity because stuff like that freaks me out in some way and it's actually comforting to me to know that we have no idea like that's actually more comforting to me than to try to actually um and i'm not saying that's what what like your curiosity is also like helps me have more curiosity Mm. What I actually want is to continue to be reminded that we have no idea. Yeah, and that's what I was waiting for in this documentary. Like, <laughs> um, like, and the top, but it reminded me of some of something your dad's talked about, like in some of the things that he that he's done, and I think you've talked about it as well. Is like the there are infinite possibilities, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things they talk about. Like they did. Oh, we need to do a podcast episode. We need to watch it, and then we can do a podcast on it. Because that would be, great. I think that would be really good. Like, because I think you'd have a lot of things to say. Like, like the whole thing of like there are there are infinite versions of us. There could be infinite versions of like, and putting this, they put this apple in a box, and they like they said if you leave it enough for long enough, it will become every everything that an atom can possibly be, and then it will come back and be an apple again. Like, yeah. and it was like oh, that was like whoa, you know, like, um, and it's it's pretty incredible anyway. It's um. Yeah, so everyone everyone should watch this documentary. It's uh, it's really good. It's not just like a boring science documentary at all. It's really well done. Um, so, 
Yeah, but we we should talk about that in our next podcast. I think that that documentary because that whole concept of infinity is like incredible. Love it. Yeah, can't wait to watch it. Um, yeah, no, this has been really great. I it's been it's good to like sometimes just catch up and like hear where our stories are, you know, um, and explore that because like that whole thing about the spirituality of dogs and boundaries and like grief and all of that it's like it's it's all tied together it absolutely is and um yeah i love your as a creative i love your willingness to be with the muse if you will to be with wherever conversation flows and spirit takes you because the things that any one of us goes through i mean i know your dad says this all the time but that like the universal is in the particulars, right? Like the things that any of us are going through. So whether the themes for people who are listening are healing their bodies, like it's been for trace. Um, and what was the other thing that you mentioned? Um, self-love. Self-love. Oh my gosh. Like there's never ending, never ending journey on that one in these bodies and in this lifetime. And then grief and, the cycles of things and boundaries and our, our animals. I mean, it's like, we can, we can do all the spiritual work we want, but if we're not touching on those, like, I think I just named like six main topics <laughs> with some amount of regularity, you know, and, and really like the animal thing, like the reason it's so profound is what it teaches us about relationships and our relationships with ourselves, each other and spirit. And, and so it's like, that's like what all of life is like grief, self-love relationships, boundaries that goes into that, taking care of our bodies and then being curious, going into the, to the infinite. Like these are just, I feel like these are the types of things that we're all going to visit and revisit just over and over and over again through our lives. And hopefully keep getting inspired, keep celebrating, keep getting wonder and awe, keep feeling more connected through all of it yeah absolutely yeah um well everyone i recommend highly recommend trace and tina's work i think um we heard all that open aware is your is your little project um i would highly recommend it try out those courses i've done living the spiral i've done um i've done a few of your courses now they're brilliant they're really really amazing i'm still using the spiral now like i remember like it's been so ingrained into me now that i'm when I thought about how how can I get healthy and rebuild my life again, I was like, my my instinct was go was to go to the spiral. Mm. Like, to start with my basic needs, you know, like. Um, I just yeah, got chills. Same, same. Yeah, so I highly recommend all of that to everyone. You've got a podcast as well, is that right? Ish. <laughs> yeah, we don't we record like one episode every like five months, maybe. Like our, our rate is not very. But uh, I think we might we might. Uh, do a little more frequently now that we're now now that we're doing open well, aware and stuff. Well, everything and... can be found. Our, the website is open aware.com So ever all of our little projects will be will be there, and uh, we've been blogging more too, yeah. which is fun. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, everything can be found at open aware.com All of our work. Fantastic. Highly recommend it. Everybody, give them a follow. Um, yeah. Thanks again for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. And we'll definitely have you back, obviously, to talk about infinity, apart from anything else. <laughs> um, 
um so yeah thanks uh, thanks for coming on the show and uh, and thanks for listening everybody we just love you so much James. yeah we love we're you, James. so constantly inspired by you yeah yeah oh, wow that's nice thank you that's very kind um that's, that's a nice way to finish <laughs> take care everyone